This is the Todd Vino Show on News 95.7. Time now for Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. Brought to you by Clinton Wilkins Mortgage Team. you heard it it's mortgage 101 your opportunity to get your questions answered concerning anything mortgage related and the way to reach us to do that is give us a call 902-405-6000 again 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255 clinton wilkins is the man to answer those questions Clinton, thanks so much again for doing this. For those who don't know about your business, I'm sure most people do, but give everybody an overview as to what you guys do, please. Thanks for having me, Todd. You got um, it. We're a mortgage brokerage. Our office is in Dartmouth, and I've been in the industry for 14 years plus, and we funded almost 3,000 transactions. So we've seen everything. I don't think anything surprises me anymore. And, you know, really, homeownership is part of the Canadian dream. And the one great thing about Halifax is, Homeownership is still realistic. There's a lot of markets across the country that the average consumer can't buy a home. So, you know, I think Nova Scotia is a great place to live, and I think uh, it's a great place to do business as well. Okay, just before I get to the phones, uh, um, the, when we hear this this interest rate change, and we had it, or not change for this matter, historic lows, why is that important to people specifically when it comes to their mortgages? Why is the mortgage rate uh, benchmark so critical? Well, as uh, you may or may not know, the Bank of Canada met this week on Wednesday, and they maintained the key overnight rate at 0.25, which translates into bank prime for the majority of lenders to be 2.45. So if you're in a variable rate mortgage, or if you have a home equity line of credit, or really any unsecured debt tied to that prime rate, it's really keeping your cost of borrowing low. Um, I think it's important now that we really are at all-time lows. A refinance could be the best gift you give yourself if you have equity in your home. The rates are great. Um, and there's been lots of noise in the media, as I mentioned earlier, that mortgage lending could become more uh, challenging starting the 1st of July. So if you're looking to buy a home, if you're sitting on the fence, I think there's no time like the present. You know, there's a limited amount of inventory on the market. Um, it certainly is more of a seller's market here in Halifax. But the one thing I can say is, We've never had a boom in Halifax, and we've had a very stable market, but I think that it's going to become more and more challenging uh, just with our population growth. All right, 902-405-6000 is the way to reach us, or 877-801-8255, your questions for Clinton. And let's start with Chris. Chris, good morning. Thanks for calling. How are you? Uh, good, yourself? I'm well. Go ahead with your question. All right. Uh, it's not for a Nova Scotia mortgage. It's for an out-of-province, but I have a house that's out-of-province, I'm currently carrying two mortgages. Um, I had just put my second house on the market, the one that's out of province. Um, Shortly before the COVID hit, like within two weeks or so, um, I had given my tenants notice that we're selling the house. So they found a place just before COVID hit. And I now have um, two mortgages on two-thirds the income. And I'm trying to figure out... Um, if I should be putting my house on a fire sale to just get rid of it before it gets harder for people to purchase a home. It's been very stagnant in the province it's been at, and uh, I'm just a little concerned that I may not be able to sell it. Well, I think seeking the advice... 
Yeah, I think seeking the advice from your realtor, I think, is going to be important. You know, if it's not in Halifax and it's not in Nova Scotia, I think seeking the advice of someone who's in that market is going to be important. The one thing that I think that you should think about is majority of lenders are still offering deferrals for uh, the months to come. So it might make sense to defer one or both of your mortgages if you're on a reduced income. You know, no one wants to step already. Okay, good. Um, So I think the next step for you is really having a good, honest conversation with the realtor that it's listed with to figure out, you know, what you can do to get a sale in place and look and figure out what you owe on that property. Like, what is your minimum break even for you to get uh, out without uh, really coming into any additional, you know, um, shortfall? And I think if you call your lender and really find out what you owe... Um, and then figure out what the penalty would be to get out and figure out the legal fees and the real estate commission. You can figure out what kind of your break-even point is. And I think talking to your realtor about a strategy of reducing the price could make sense. But the realtor might tell you, say, hey, the price is, is right, and things are starting to open up now, so I think we're going to see more activity in the coming weeks. And typically the spring market is the busiest market of the year, and that's been a little bit delayed because everyone's been locked up the last three months. So... I think we're going to see a lot of activity next week and in the coming weeks. And I think that's going to push that normal uh, activity into the fall and maybe even into the early winter. We're projecting that we're going to be really busy now until probably at least the middle of December when things start shutting down for the holidays. So I would hold the course, but get that feedback from your realtor on really what that minimum sale price is and then figure out how much you need at a minimum to get out of that property. Does that answer your question, Chris? Oh, yeah. Actually, uh, I'm on the right track then. I've taken the mortgage deferral already. Um, I just renewed, my mortgage renewal just came up, so I put it on a four-month open plan, so it's not, I'm not locked in at a fixed rate, but a variable. So, I won't have penalties if I can sell it within that. that. So um, I'm on the right track, I believe. Yeah, and I would say you need to also think that maybe if you can't sell it by the time the deferral comes up, you might want to look at renewing it maybe into a one-year fix and then renting it again for a year. That could be an option because then at least you'll have the rent to come in to offset those expenses. So I think that you just need to figure out what your dates look like, what the minimum sale price looks like, and then um, talk to the realtor about the price point and figure out if it's still in a realistic uh, zone. So, good luck. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your advice. Thanks for the call, Chris. Appreciate it. 902-405-6000 is the way to reach us if you've got questions like that. Again, 902-405-6000 or 877-801-8255. Clinton, when it comes to the uh, deferral, uh, I've heard some people concerned that that they may get late payment reported to the to the credit agencies and stuff like that. Have, have you heard any of that stuff? If your lender is agreeing to a deferral, they should not be reporting you as late. They are reporting on the credit bureau that it is being deferred. So we're seeing that right now. So here's an example. I have a customer, similar to our last caller, that has a rental property. They were concerned that their tenants couldn't pay and they deferred the mortgage. Now they want to buy a new home. The lenders are seeing it on the credit bureau that their existing mortgage is deferred and they don't want to give them a new one because the way that the lenders are looking at it is if you can't afford to pay your existing debt, why should we give you more credit? Right. 
So only defer it if you need it. And it's a deferral. It, it doesn't mean that it, the payment's just going away. That payment will have to be made at a later time. And often case the costs are capitalized or the way the deferral is working is you're still paying a portion of that payment. So I think it's a case-by-case basis. There's not a carte blanche solution for everyone. And everybody's uh, situation is a little bit different. Do you feel that there that that is your instincts that too many people just said, "Well, I can defer. I'll I'll defer," and didn't need to? Have you have you seen that? Yeah, I think some people defer because they have that they had that option and they thought that it was going to be free credit, but it's actually very costly because you're going to pay interest on interest essentially. So it's quite compounding. Right. And the other thing that we're seeing is some clients, you know, have applied for the CERB when they were still working. And the lenders are seeing that in their bank accounts because at the end of the day, you still have to provide documentation to prove things like yeah, your income and right, your down payment. Right. And they're declining the clients because essentially that was a fraudulent uh, activity. Yeah, and, you sure. know, we can't give mortgages to people that are, you know, doing blatant fraudulent things. Yeah. So I think that you need to make sure that you are doing things that are appropriate to fit your individual need. And everybody's situation is different. Um, but we don't want to get people obviously in a situation where they can't afford to make their mortgage payments. So I think that you really just need to make sure you're being prudent. And that really comes up to a good point. The CEO of the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation made an announcement here this week saying that July 1st, they're changing their underwriting policies. So the minimum Beacon score is actually going to be increased from 600 to 680. Mm-hmm. They're going to do away with any borrowed down payment. So that means that if you're going to borrow the down payment from like a line of credit or cashback mortgage or even like the Nova Scotia down payment assistance program, that's going to go away as well. They're going to uh, reduce the maximum debt servicing. So you're basically going to have to have better credit and less debt and you know, cash in hand to be able to buy a home, at least insured by CMHC. Right, right. Now, there are three insurers in Canada, and there's two private insurers, Genworth and Canada Guarantee. There's no word if they're going to follow suit because this announcement was not made by the Department of Finance. It was made by the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens the next few weeks. But I can say if consumers are in the market and they're shopping around and if they have a pre-approval, they should revisit it because those rules can change. And in some cases, they won't qualify by the time the 1st of July comes along. All right. Do you have another question for you? It's from Colin. Colin, good morning. Thanks for calling. We appreciate it. Hey, how you guys doing? Well, go ahead. We're doing uh, great. Thanks. Yeah, what I'm, call- what I'm calling about is, is do you guys get involved in, uh, like, commercial mortgage renewals? Yeah, we, cer- we certainly do. You know, our bread and butter is typically the small commercial. Um, and, you know, the majority of the transactions we are doing here are residential. And the commercial okay. files we're typically working on are for our existing clients. But it's certainly something that we can have a look at. And, I mean, okay. commercial, there's not one rule book. Every file is, indiv- is you know, evaluated on an individual basis. So that's kind of an offline um conversation but certainly feel free to reach out to us or another unbiased mortgage professional we'd love to help that that makes sense it's just i was curious with like i don't know if this is a this is a blessing in disguise or not having a more a commercial mortgage renewal coming up in july 
Uh, am I looking at, and I'm coming out of a three-year term, so it, am I looking at possibly getting a better interest rate than I did at my last renewal, or am I looking at possibly a worse interest rate? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The rates are all over the place. When okay. COVID first hit, the rates skyrocketed, basically. But now we're seeing them come back down. Um, so I would say check with your existing lender, figure out what they're going to offer you in terms of a renewal, and then um, go seek some other advice in the marketplace. Because with commercial, if you make any moves, it is costly. There's, it's not like a residential mortgage. You can't move it for free. I know. I know. So I would first seek the advice of the existing lender, find out what they're going to offer, and then uh, kind of go to the market and see if there are other better solutions out there. Oftentimes, when clients want to move a commercial mortgage, it's because they want to refinance. They're not just looking for a better interest rate and doing a straight transfer. So, you know, if you're looking at doing a refi, then certainly go out to the market because your existing lender or a new lender, everyone's basically working with the same, the same um, balance sheet. Now, um, but if you're looking just for a straight renewal, chances are on a commercial mortgage, your existing lender is going to be able to give you the best deal unless their rates are way, way out of whack. And every lender's balance sheet lending, right? And Colin, uh, give Clinton a call. That's the way to go. I will. Yeah. I will. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Colin. Colin. Take care. Thanks a lot. 902-405-6000 is the way to reach us. Or 877-801-8255. We'll continue with your calls and chat with Clinton when we come back. Continuing with Mortgage 101 with Clinton Wilkins, our mortgage guru, of course. If you've got a related question, mortgage-related question, give us a call, 902-405-6000. Again, that number, 902-405-6000, or toll-free at 877-801-8255. Sam, you've given us a call. What is your question for Clinton? Hi, guys. Uh, Yeah, so I have a... Hi. I have a Manulife one line of credit that I've probably had for about 13 years. Um, haven't made huge progress, but put a lot of extra cost into it, I would suggest. And I'm just debating on doing a, a remortgage or a refinance. I'm wondering if these new rules that kick in place being of July are going to impact that at all, or is it only for first-time buyers? That's a great question. We're seeing lots of clients come out of products like a Manu one and other like home equity lines of credit with other institutions and go into an amortized charge. So if you were to amortize the debt over 25 or 30 years, you're going to get a much better interest rate because the way that lines of credit work, typically at that prime plus 50, 60, 100 basis points, where if you get uh, an amortized mortgage, even if you were to do a variable rate or if you're going to do a fixed rate, it will be somewhere around 2.5%. So the interest rate is much lower on a mortgage. And even at a 25 or a 30 year amortization, your interest only payment on that home equity line of credit compared to the mortgage is pretty much the same. But with the mortgage, it forces you to pay down the debt and more of your payment's gonna go to principal. So we're seeing a lot of clients coming out of that revolving uh, debt and into a mortgage. And if you're looking at just moving the debt over and not getting any additional equity out, most lenders will pay the fees to move you over. So there could be a great solution there for you really does that take care of your question sam or do you have a follow-up uh, and, no, uh, I, think I just wanted to mention about the J- about the july 1st thing sorry sam um, yeah it won't impact you 
it won't impact you. It's only for borrowers who are looking at getting an insured mortgage. So what that means is buying a home and putting down less than 20%. Those are the people that are going to be impacted. So in your situation, the July 1st uh, situation is not going to impact you. So you can move at any time. Perfect. Thanks, Sam. All right. That's all, right. all right, take care. Before right. I go to the next call, Clinton, that Manulife 101 line of credit, I mean, they, they've they've marketed that well because I've heard a lot about that that line of credit. Eh? They've that, A lot of people have that, I, right? And you know what? It's right for a lot of people, Todd. Yeah. But what our caller, Sam, said was he's had it for 12 years and he hasn't made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. It's not right for everyone. Right. It's right for those consumers that are looking to invest, looking to pay down their mortgage, their debt very, very quickly. Uh, but it's not right for people in a regular situation. You know, Canadians are not great at paying things down. They need to be forced to pay it down. Mm-hmm. And the disadvantage of a line of credit is you can pay as little or as much as you want. And if you're not super, super stringent, it could be a forever plan. Yeah, and, and, not, really only, and not only that, Clint, and, and sorry to interrupt you, Clinton, but not only that, but when it's there, you'll use it for, you might be intended to say, I'll use this to renovate the house, but then Christmas comes up and you're dipping into it, right? And then You're it basically be- debiting right off of your house. Yeah, that's and right. And yeah. if we look back to the mid-2000s and the subprime crisis in the U.S., that's what happened. Exactly. It was too easy to just go to the ATM and withdraw money directly off right. of your house. All right. That's really what the disadvantages are. Excellent. We've got another question for you. Lori, Lori, thanks for calling. Go ahead with your question for Clinton. Uh, hi, Clinton. Just quick question. Um, if you currently have a, a pre-approval that's uh, for three months um, mm-hmm. and you're half, halfway through the pre-approval, you have mentioned that July 1st there were some changes. Should, if you have a pre-approval, will those changes affect people that's a good question. who have an approval already? Laura, that's a great question, yeah. and the answer is yes. So, you know, if you're sitting on the fence, you should pull the trigger before the end of June, really? or you should redo your pre-approval because we can really look in the future and apply those new rules July 1st. Um, but I know in our office specifically... I have 85 files that I have pre-approved. In our office, we have about 200. So we're really, over the next four weeks, going to be calling every single pre-approval and reevaluating them. And some of them will not work. And that's kind of the scary part. The pre-approval is based on the snapshot in time at that day. And it typically involves a rate hold. And we do our pre-approvals for up to 120 days. But when we go to seek that firm approval, that's on that day specifically. So, you know, if consumers ha- have a pre-approval before July 1st, um, they should really revisit after July if they don't have an offer in place. So hopefully that helps, Lori. Does that answer so, your question? No, go ahead, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah it's for them. so if you have an offer, if you make an offer on a, a home before, before July 1st, uh, mm-hmm. you would be okay. That's right. Then the existing rules would apply. So... In your situation where you do have a pre-approval in place already, uh, I would pull the trigger before the end of the month just to be safe or revisit your pre-approval. All right, perfect. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Uh, So, uh, Clinton, lots of great questions, and and I'm sure people have many, many more, and they'd love to know more and sit down with you or one one of your really qualified staff. How do people get a hold of you? 
I think the first step, Todd, is to check us out online. So check us out at teamclinton.ca forward slash radio. There's lots of great content on our website. We have hundreds of blog posts. We have rates posted there. We have an online application. And you can learn more about me. Um, You know, I think that mortgage brokers are so, so important now. Many bank branches have closed during this COVID-19 crisis, and they've also reduced their hours. And I'm hearing this from consumers. A lot of branches are only open five hours a day. And the mortgage widget is a more complex transaction. And we are experts in this one item. And, you know, we answered all kinds of questions about all kinds of different things. And we really pride ourselves in providing that unbiased expert advice to our consumers and give us a call or call another mortgage broker in your local community because the best advice comes from a mortgage broker. You're the best, my friend. Thanks for doing this. We'll chat again next month. Hopefully we'll have you back in studio and you can bring me that lovely Starbucks coffee you used to always bring me. I can't wait. See you soon, Todd. (laughs) Okay, take care. Clinton Wilkins. And that is Mortgage 101, and I say this each and every time we chat, but he is the best in the business, folks. I can attest to that personally. And an honest, good person as well, and runs a great business. And he will not steer you wrong, and Clinton will tell you the truth. If it's not a deal that he can pull together, he's not going to pull any punches. So give him a call if you're, if you're renewing anything like that. He is the guy. Absolutely the guy.